Welcome to the Plant Spirit Podcast on connecting with plant consciousness and the healing wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Sarah Artemisia, and I am deeply honored to introduce our next guest to the show today. Olatokumbo Obasi is a clinical herbalist and educator and founder of the Well of Indigenous Wisdom School for Herbal Medicine and African Cosmology. She's also the Borican Puerto Rico Coordinator for Herbalists Without Borders International and a newly elected board member for the American Herbalists Guild. She's also the owner of Omaroti, a wellness shop for well-being, and the visionary founder for the upcoming Caribbean Herbal Symposium. Her devotion is to serve humanity and caretake the earth. Olatokumbo's home in Mayaguez is the foundation for the healing work, herbal gardens, apothecary, and teachings that support so many people in the local and global community. And in the wake of the recent Hurricane Fiona, her home was damaged, and the healing gardens she has invested so much in were devastated. We have created a GoFundMe that will allow Olatokunbo to stay in her home, which is the foundational place for healing and herbal teachings that support so many. This, in turn, will allow her to rebuild these healing gardens from the recent devastation of the hurricane and continue to serve as a pillar of healing and Afro-Indigenous herbal teachings for both the local and global healing community. As you listen to this podcast, an incredible conversation of deep plant wisdom, I invite you to please click on the GoFundMe linked in the show notes and contribute any donation that you are able to at this time. Thank you so much for your time, generosity, and contributions, and enjoy the incredible teachings and conversation with Olatokumbo on herbal and indigenous wisdom. So Olatokumbo, thank you so much for joining us today. It's just such an incredible, deep honor to have you here. Thank you for inviting me. I absolutely love and so deeply respect your connection with the plants. And I was curious if you could share with us a bit about the value and importance of connecting with the plants that grow directly around us. Well, my first teacher always taught that we should know the plants around us and understand how they speak because plants have voices. I mean, not just plants, all of nature has, has its own speak, its own language. And so, you know, understanding and observing and sitting with plants to understand the language is the most valuable thing anyone, I think, any lesson anyone could be honored to receive. And so for me, that's, that's value, the language of plants, how the, lang- how the plants speak to us, listening, being out of our way so that we can understand exactly and precisely what their message is. Because most likely their message is, has something to do with our purpose, 
and our connection with each other as human beings and as cohabitants on our planet Earth, as well as the fact that plants are less biased, you know, they're not as, I mean, in a way, you know, weeds can have their own ways of creeping up specific things and we could maybe personify that as bias, but I would say that plants are neutral. They're very real and they're not biased and judgmental. Therefore, their language is going to come out exactly as to what is needed for different people or for situations. So to me, that's valuable. The reality and the truth of those messages in that language. I just want to add that, you know, plants that grow around us, plants that are our neighbors, you know, those that when you step outside your home, they're right there. You go on your little walk in your neighborhood, they're right there. Those are the plants that are our guardians. Those are our messengers. They're living with us. And because they're alive and we're alive, there is a connection. And again, that's what we need to sit and understand. What what are they saying? What is the connection? To me, that's so valuable. So valuable. (laughs) Do you have a, a story or experience that you'd be open to sharing about a time either that you or maybe a, a student or someone where it feels obviously appropriate to share where they had a connection or you had a connection with a plant that grows right around you and, and what that message was. Yeah, actually I have a dear friend of mine who was, we were clearing the land that I steward and you know, he was ready to work. And one of my plants that actually I planted it, uh, I have an entire story with it. I think it's way too long. So I'm not going to go too much into details. However, it's a plant that a grandma in our community asked me to gift it to me. And so I had to dig it up. And when I dug it out, uh, there was a snake, a black snake underneath in the soil. And unfortunately, I killed it with the shovel. So you know, I gave it a burial and took the plant. And this plant is called Seba, which is a very, very sacred plant on the island of Borike, where I live, to the indigenous people here, to the Taino people. So the grandmother, who the elder who asked me to, who gifted me this plant, who was a Taino elder, she was happy that I was able to clear it and she was happy that she was able to gift it to me. I planted it in a couple of places it thrived and then I had to move. So now I moved and now I'm here and I planted it and it wasn't doing too well. I know I had to have to talk with it in all the movements, you know, planting it, digging it up, planting it, digging it up. I've dug it up about three times and it was getting tired of all this movement, (laughs) but I couldn't leave it behind. It's such a sacred plant. So moving forward, you know, it wasn't doing too well. I had put a, wind chime on it and I noticed once I put the wind chime on it leaves were falling it was getting naked so I removed the wind chime and as we were removing the wind chime my friend and I there were weeds or you know vines around it so we were trying to release those from it from choking the plant we at least that's what it looks like for us 
And um, as he was doing it, he was doing it with, I think he didn't respect the, he didn't respect Seba or the weeds. That's what our reflection is on it. And because Seba grows, some Sebas, especially young ones, grow thorns. The thorn scratched his left thumb. And all of that has meaning, right? The left side of the body, the thumb itself, the scratch on his thumb. He's the one who got scratched, right? And his attitude while clearing the seba and so many things. There are many factors. So that's all part of the, the syntax of, of the plant relationship with, the, with us. And he recalls that till today, he still has a, a scratch and he's like, I will not forget the lessons of Seba, which is respect me. Don't come here with trying to rush and with a mentality of, you know, bias. Come to me with respect. Come to me with gentleness, even though I look fierce. There is a gentle side to me. So that's that's one story. There are many other stories that we don't have time for all of them. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing that. It's yeah, so powerful when when we can really listen to what the plants are sharing in in so many ways. And I'm curious in your experience, how does connecting with plants really teach us to relate better to people? Yeah. You know, each plant has its own aura, its own own sound, its own language. So and some actually, you know, it's interesting, like botanical families, for instance, you know, how they all have their individuality, but they're really similar. And it's very symbolic to, in many ways, like nations or ethnic, ethnic ethnicities of people, whereby I'm African, for instance, originally, and there are people of Afro-diasporic descent, Afro-Caribbeans, Afro-Americans from the United States, and we're all of similar ethnicity, um, but we're also different, right? So it's a similar thing with like an Asteraceae family, and then you've got, you know, Feverfew and Chrysanthemum and, you know, Chamomile, right? They're all similar but different. Of course, we can identify them botanically, like, you know, how amount of petals or sepals and all that. However, um you know, the differences is what we, the different languages is what we need to tune into. So I think people need to sleep with plants and sit with plants and drink the plant and not be so caught up in the monograph of the plant, but in the essence of the plant itself, you know, and see it in the nighttime and in the daytime and when it's raining and when it's full sun, what changes happen around that plant? That's part of the language of the plant. So I think people can build a deeper connection by observation um, in the different circumstances. Yeah, it's so important to do that. And in your experience, how does tuning in with the essence of the plant help us connect with people? as well because I feel like there's this important mirroring process that happens with the plants or in my own experience I experience this mirroring process of 
when I tune in deeply with the essence of the plant and who is this being, I understand my own self better. I understand my own nature better. And I understand the nature of what it means to be in relationship period with any being anywhere. Sure. You know, I see that allowing plants that are around us and that come to us are usually just right for us at that moment. And that's when it's easier to go into the reflection exercise of between plant and person to understand aspects of oneself. That's when that mirroring seems to me far more important, far more um, powerful, empowering, and so obvious, even though it may not be obvious to many people, but so obvious until people wake up to it. Sometimes we don't notice, but it's there all the time because plants obviously, you know, don't do make noise like animal kingdom animal uh, beings. When I've sat with plants and I go through, people sometimes ask me, what's your favorite plant? I don't really have a favorite plant. I could have actually a favorite. I could say today my favorite plant is Moringa, but tomorrow, next year, it might be something else. <laughs> it just, because what's going on with me right now requires the Moringa essence, you know? So in a way, that's that to me is the essence of connection. Sometimes the plants are calling you and you just feel like you just want to take that tea or that, you know, eat those flowers or when you're around it, you just feel, oh, you know, relaxed. And, you know, some plants show you visions and you feel so great around it. I, I planted a lot of plants and I forgot that I planted uh, mugwort. And just a couple of days ago, I was out there and I saw mugwort. I was like, oh my gosh, you're here. I forgot that I had planted mugwort and I actually did not see it. But I was like, okay. I must need you because it was just like, bing. so I took some and drank some and had lots of dreams. So I must have needed it because I was in a moment of, you know, I needed to, to dream. I was asking, in fact, prior to seeing Mugwort, but I haven't, I haven't had, I haven't been having dreams. And then I saw it. So to me, it's, it's the call and it's, they're around us. So they, they show up. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. And I know in in the school that you founded, the Well of Indigenous Wisdom, there's of course so much wisdom that you share in your teachings. And I'm curious if you could share a bit about your process of, of starting the school and then anything you're open to sharing about frameworks and ways of learning that you teach. Well, I started the school in 2012. Was it 2012? I think, yeah, it was 2012. I was living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the time. A lot of my students were of European descent, or let me say my clients or people who were coming around me at the shop that I had. And so, and they wanted to do what I did, do, you know, there was admiration for the work I was doing. And I was having a hard time, you know, not that we cannot learn other culture or other cultures' ways. However, it's so important to know part of your own background, your own cultural connection. And so I, I 
was I had a lot of meditation around, you know, teaching the, the students. And in my meditation, <laughs> I received the indigenous wisdom, the well of indigenous wisdom. That's what I received. And I realized through, you know, want to call it spirit guides, that the well of indigenous wisdom or the indigenous wisdom is not just about, you know, African things or Native American or traditional Chinese or Maorian or Celtic or Druid. It's, it's about the elements. So if I get, go to hang out as an indigenous person from Africa with Native American people, we can, they can call things this, blah, blah, blah. I call it this, this, this. But if we, when we talk to each other and we break that down, we're talking about fire, air, earth, you know, water. That's what we're talking about at the end of the, at the end of the day. So that's indigenous wisdom. It's the it's the founding foundation of all for all of us. We are those things. We need air to to live. We need water to live. We need earth to live we need fire to live the earth needs it too so it's the basis it's the basic you can't get any smaller unless you're talking about quantum things but it still manifests into the elements that's how i teach the classes that's how i teach that's the framework of the school and of course then you know Frill, put put dresses around it as far as what for me culturally related culturally related and, and relevant aspects are so you know I'm Afro-Indigenous I'm adopted Taino I am African from Nigeria and Kenya what are the teachings I learned from there what are the teachings I learned from here what are the teachings I've learned from brothers and sisters from other indigenous cultures that I can invite and so how do we apply those yeah and share and learn from each other amazing thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. sure i know that one of the frameworks that you work with a lot in this relationship with the plants and the earth is how indigenous wisdom asks us to be accountable to all of our actions on earth and to all life therein and it, that feels really important. It feels really, really powerful and important as this time that we're in currently and as we move forward on the planet as humans. And I was curious if you could share a bit more about that. Like, why is that so important? And yeah, really anything else that you feel called to share about that? It's so important because in the realm of the elements, because look around us, Look around how the air is being affected, the water is being affected, the land, the earth is being affected. Look around us. Look at the fires that spread, but that are being ignited. And the fires are the wars, the fires are dislike for one another. We're supposed to love one another, just like the plants love us. When we walk around, for instance, here in, in on the island, you know, you, you there are mango trees around everywhere, hanging mangoes just ready for you to pick, banana trees ready for you to pick, 
and you know you look at it and it's like you really love us to provide these fruits you're not asking me for anything you really love us and this you know when you asked about the mirroring part for me i offer a lot of free clinics a lot of free service because of that i learned that from from the mango trees and the banana trees and the fruit trees and all the flowers i learned that from them that we have to be able to provide love free love you know when not overstepping our boundaries but we need there there has to be for an exchange of energy in that way and you know we look around us and where there's a lot of issues going on that's part of the indigenous wisdom indigenous wisdom is saying that you know hey the elements are being affected and the coordination of the elements is what it what makes this it's the alchemy of what what we're living in so our honor for indigenous wisdom is first we have to come back to understanding that we are the elements and the elements are us and then next is indigenous cultures who are closer to understanding the elements understand this very well and have lived lived have ways to manage to live in this planet through the wisdom of the elements very well so that's why indigenous wisdom is so important now more than ever thank you so much for sharing that and i really felt that in the past few years witnessing in this country on the one hand like in the southeast the hurricanes just getting so intense and in the Northwest here, the fire is getting so intense. And this experience of like the elements are out of balance on the planet right now and how there's the inner and the outer and how they reflect and affect each other. And it's like, where are our own inner elements out of balance? And like how it's vitally important that we take a look at that and, and like really ask that question from a, a place of deep inquiry, because it is related yeah, it's definitely connected. And that also raises the other part of indigenous wisdom, which is ourselves, the I am, who are you really? So if yes, indeed, there's a reflection of the elements around us in chaos, which is actually not a bad thing, but it's just the imbalance of it is not good. And then within us, there is the chaos of the, those similar elements because we are a reflection of one, one another then we're being called to all to understand our own indigenous wisdom, which is who are you? Who am I and what am I doing here? Because we're all born with a purpose. What are, what are we doing? What am I doing really? Why do I need millions and billions and to be a, a trillionaire? Just me. I don't even have children. Just myself. What, why, what, what is the need for that? You know, when you go to the I am and purpose, and reflect on that, it kind of seems off. Something is off with that, right? And when, meanwhile, brothers and sisters around me are suffering, hungry, don't have a house, and I'm just me, have a trillion dollars, no children. I don't even have children to feed. (laughs) That's out of balance. That's out of balance. And it's not a judgment on being a trillionaire. It's just how to use the trillions. You know, how are we using that trillion? So, yeah, those are the things to reflect on. (laughs) 
And yeah, and I I really feel that the plants can help us understand that, like how to come back into a, a space of balance again. Because it's the flowers and the mango trees. Yeah. I mean, if we can just sit with that, the season of giving, each of them have their season of giving, their cycle of giving. And just like their cycles of giving and if they're perennial, biennial, you know, annuals, whatever they do in that cycle, we have that similar cycle. This is not the cycle to give. This is a cycle for fasting. This is the cycle. We have that cycle, but we have to be able to understand those cycles for our own cycle of life. Amazing. Well, clearly you're so deeply connected with the plants and I'm curious, how would you say that the plants really support you in your life's work? Oh, Look at what we're doing. This is plants. The plants brought me here to connect with people all around the world. You know, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. There are things, you know, that I can do because of the plants, whether it's in the material form or in the emotional form or spiritual form, you know, the plants are providing for me and my family. What an honor. I, I have this honor to be cared by, cared for by plants. Yeah. What I will do for the rest of my life. It's so <laughs> amazing. I love it. <laughs> it. It is amazing. And yeah, I just so deeply honor and respect your work. And so tell us, how can people find out more about you and your work? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, you can find me at wellofindigenouswisdom.com and send me i have everything there my phone numbers and email address also i'm on instagram and facebook instagram i have two accounts but the main one is omaruti well of indigenous wisdom and facebook as well yep and so any any social media most social media the those main ones and emails are perfect for me yes awesome well, Olatokumbo, thank you so much for, for joining us today, for sharing your deep love and reverence and wisdom of, of our relatives, the plants. It's just really incredible, your work. And yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. And thank you for bridging the plants and the people and all the other bridgers, bridgers, people who bridge. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, it's an honor to be be standing in behalf on behalf of plants as as their relation. And thanks so much for listening and joining us today on the Plant Spirit Podcast. For next steps, please click on the GoFundMe linked in the show notes and contribute any donation that you are able to at this time. Supporting this GoFundMe will allow Olatokumbo to stay in her home which is the foundational place for healing and herbal teachings that support so many. This, in turn, will allow her to rebuild her healing gardens from the recent devastation of Hurricane Fiona and continue to serve as a pillar of healing and Afro-Indigenous herbal teachings for both the local and global healing community. Thank you so much for your time, generosity, and contributions. Mm-hmm.